kind of lonesome back here. Yeah. Well, oh, oh God. Um, just, uh, I have to keep my hands on the wheel. Excuse me. Woo! Uh, dope in the... Cool. Dead. Mm, nice. Smells good, no? Not the daffodil daydream. The girl. Ah, yes. Gita. Mm. She is quite lovely. She would have made me a very agreeable wife. But um, Gita's heart has been stolen by my cousin Bandhu. He is as dishonorable as he is attractive. Dopender, I'm starting to think there's a reason I'm in this cab today. Yeah, so you called for it, remember? No, my slender brown friend. Love is a beautiful thing. When you find it, the whole world tastes like daffodil daydream. Mm. So you gotta hold on to love. Tight. And never let go. Don't make the same mistakes I did. Got it? Yeah. Or else the whole world tastes like Mama June after hot yoga. Sir, what does Miss Mama June taste like? Like two hobos fucking in a shoe okay, filled with piss. Love. I can go all day, Dopinder. The point is, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, why the fancy red suit, Mr. Poole? Oh, that's because it's Christmas Day, Dopinder. And I'm after someone on my naughty list. I've been waiting one year, three weeks, six days, and, oh, 14 minutes to make him fix what he did to me. And what did he do to you? Hey folks, SA20 coming to you live. The flu sucks. Just throwing that out there. Regular sports, regular news, and I think that's all we're going to get to. Going to be a totally discombobulated podcast, but I do want to say congrats to uh, Manchakana for getting engaged. Great stuff, guy. Don't do it. That kind of explains the intro and the follow-on for this one. But I hope you enjoy. That, in my opinion, the movie Cocoon is pure pornography. Who brought this twinkly man? Twinkly, but deadly. My chrome penis friend back there has agreed to do me this solid. In exchange, I said that I would consider joining his boy band. It's not boy band. Sure it's not. Oh, so, any luck winning Gita back? I tried to hold on tight, Mr. Poole, but Pandhu is more craftier and handsomer than me. Well, I think you're pretty darn cute. Dopinder? Hmm? What was that? Uh, that was <laughs> Bandhu in the trunk. Bandhu? My romantic rival, Bandhu. He's tied up in the trunk. I'm, I'm doing, as you said, DP. I plan to gut him like a tandoori fish, then dump his carcass on Gita's doorstep. I did not tell him to do that. Absolutely not. You got lost in translation, Dopinder. This is no way to win Gita's heart back. I'm so proud of you. Drop Bandu off safe and gentle-like. Kill him. And then win Gita back. The old-fashioned way with your boyish charm. Kidnapper. Alrighty. NF of L's. The Saints already clenched the South. Um, it's been a couple weeks since I've been there, so uh, who knows. Uh, Pryor got stabbed. Terrell Pryor, that is. Ohio State, former quarterback in Pittsburgh. Um, Locke, Drew Locke, or whatever the hell his name is, is going to make uh, his first NFL start. Yay for him. 
uh, Kitchens seen wearing, well, Pittsburgh plays Cleveland this week, so uh, that should be a fun one to watch. Um, Clowney, Reed are going to play against the Vikes. Um, Texans play a lineman on whatever, who cares. Here's the games you're going to care about. Um, the big matchup right now is Niners-Ravens. Uh, Niners at 10-1 and one and Ravens at 9-2. and two. That's a 7 p.m. game here, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, Redskins-Panthers, nobody cares. Titans-Colts, that's a big one uh, in the uh, AFC South. Uh, both teams at 6-5. and five. Buccaneers-Jags, uh, nobody cares. Packers-Giants, nobody cares. Uh, Browns-Steelers, everybody's going to be watching that one due to the fact that uh, Miles Garrett tried to kill uh, the previous uh, Pittsburgh quarterback um, <laughs> the last time they played, which is about two weeks ago. Um, Jets, Bengals, Bengals still looking for their first wins of the win of the season. Uh, Eagles, Dolphins, Eagles actually need to win this one. Uh, Cowboys dropped the Thanksgiving game, uh, so if they get a win, I think they'll take Cowboys still have the tiebreaker. But the Eagles have a ridiculously easy schedule these last five weeks, um, so it could come down to Eagles, Cowboys in the NFC uh, East. Um, uh, Redskins, Panthers, nobody cares. Um, Rams, Cardinals. Rams like have zero chance of making the playoffs. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, Locke's gonna get his first start. And Raiders, who dropped one to the Jets for some ungodly reason, play the Chiefs. Um, that's a that's an important game for both those teams. Uh, Patriots play the Texans. Uh, Patriots at ten and one. Texans at seven and four. Uh, for Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Bears beat the Lions twenty four to twenty. Uh, Bills beat the Cowboys twenty six to fifteen. And then the Saints clinched AFC South against the Falcons. So. That's your NFL. Moving right along to the NCAAs of college football. Bama is out. Thank God. I really didn't want to have the argument or see the same stupid thing about, oh, is Alabama the number top four team in the... Come on, Paul. Let me in, Paul. Uh, Auburn beats Alabama 48-45 to um, in an iron bowl for the ages. I think there were better iron. I don't know. I didn't get to see the game. Uh, but apparently, go Auburn. Great job uh, getting them out of there. Ohio State takes care of business against uh, Michigan, uh, 56-27. Clemson over South Carolina, 38-3, and they have nobody in the ACC, so they're pretty much a lock. Ohio State gets Wisconsin, who beat Minnesota, 38-17. LSU, uh, Giggs and Mags, uh, 50-7. Kellen Mond with three INTs. Thanks, Kellen. Uh, Utah, curiously, at six uh, outside uh, they'll probably end up being five um, when all is said and done. Uh, 45 to 15 over Colorado. Uh, Arizona State beats Arizona. Don't know why that's on the top 25 scoreboard. So continuing on for NCAAs of football. Iowa beats Nebraska 27-24. Memphis over Cincinnati 34 to 24. Boise State 31. Colorado State 24. Virginia beats Vitech 39-30. Appalachian State beats Troy 48 to 13. Um, Georgia over Georgia Tech, 52-7. to So it's looking like uh, uh, LSU-Georgia, and that'll kick Georgia out. Or um, if Georgia wins, Georgia and LSU will both be in there. Um, Ohio State and Clemson. Um, so Utah is the five. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll go look at that. Uh, it's Oklahoma-Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma-Baylor will play in the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma wins. They're, um, they may be the four or the five, depending. And then... Um, uh, Baylor uh, would not be in, even though they beat Kansas 61 to six. Penn State over Rutgers 27 to six. Oregon over Oregon State 24 to 10. Notre Dame over Stanford 45 to 24. Kansas State over Iowa State 27 17. Florida over Florida State 
40 to 17. Oklahoma over Oklahoma State, 34 to 16. Rankings, I think, like I said, um, it's uh, Ohio State 1, LSU 2, Clemson 3, Georgia 4. So LSU will play Georgia um, in the SEC title game. Alabama will drop. Utah will jump to 5. So basically what they're kind of lining up is, is either Oklahoma or Utah will be in barring a win from the uh, Big 12 or the Pac-12. So they may just kind of make a statement here saying, hey, Utah's in. We haven't had the Pac-12 in in forever. So they play. That'd be crazy if Utah got to play as the four. It should be a 12-seed tournament anyways. Uh, that would be better, I would think. Um, I'll let the championship games play out before I unveil my top 12 teams. But it would be home games, five through. So it would be five versus 12, six versus 11, so on and so forth. Home games for... Five, six, seven, eight. Uh, second round home games for one, two, three, four. You can reseed or you can match up the seeding. Who cares? And then you do your semifinal neutral game and your national championship neutral game. Uh, that's how I'd like to see it done, how they do it. Uh, national Basketball Associations. Let's just go with the old standings. Uh, well, Harden scores 60 in three quarters. Hella good. Um, Lakers uh, at 17 and two. Good for them. And Carmelo Anthony gets a double-double. Good job. Uh, go with the standings. I think the Spurs kind of fell off here. It looks like the Lakers are high up. And then, um, who knows. Uh, Milwaukee, 17-3, leads the East. Uh, Toronto following. Miami, that's nice. Boston, uh, Philly, Indian, uh, the Pacers, Brooklyn, and then Orlando in the 8th seed at 7-11. and 11. That's pretty embarrassing. Um, Western Conference, Lakers, um, have a three-game lead over the Nuggets. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clippers fourteen and six. Houston at thirteen and six. Dallas, Utah, Minnesota, Phoenix, and then San Antonio all the way down at seven and thirteen. So, uh, two of the three Texas teams currently in the top eight for your NB of A's in the NCAA men's stuff. Um, two number one seeds have dropped. Um, Duke got beat recently by Stephen of Austin. And then Kentucky got beat by somebody like Howard or whoever the hell it was, um, which is an insane. Um, let's go to the rankings. Uh, A&M sucks, but uh, Duke got beat. Louisville, um, Michigan State, Kansas, Maryland, UNC, UVA. Um, where's Kentucky? Yep, Kentucky uh, lost one as well. Um, A&M not getting any votes. Let's see where they're at on the old... Um, standings. Uh, Texas A&M football finished seven and five. They'll probably get the Texas Bowl and God knows where against God knows who, some shitty ass team. I really wish they would not do uh, bowls. Bowl season is kind of stupid, but yeah, is what it is. I did actually go watch a bowl game one time. I'm not sure if I think A&M won it too. Yay for us! And that was in uh, Houston Stadium. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Southern Conference, Southeastern Conference, A&M at 3-3. Three and three. Hasn't even played a divisional game yet. I know we lost to Gonzaga, lost to Temple, lost to Harvard, beat Troy, lost to Gonzaga, beat Louisiana Monroe, and beat somebody. But Jesus Christ, we're terrible. We got Fordham, Texas, and then Corpus Christi, I think, and then Oregon State, Stephen F. Austin who just beat the number one team in the nation. Um, and then start SEC play on the 5th of Jan. 
so nobody cares. Uh, in MMA news, trucking right along. Tony Ferg versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Hopefully, Tony Ferg does not hurt himself again. Um, the fight is scheduled for April 18th. Good for them. Um, John Jones is going to take on Reyes. McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone are going to fight, so that's a good one. <coughs> Excuse me. A bunch of good fights coming up, so good for them. Go UFC. But that's all next year. I'm not quite sure what they got going on now. Um, so, And then last but not least, as you listen to my uh, um, droning on voice, getting over the flu, uh, NHL uh, Dallas came out of nowhere, had like a 14-1-1 streak. Uh, they're currently the first wildcard team uh, in the Western Conference. It's the Blues, the Avalanche, and then the Jets. And then Dallas uh, would be the seven seed right now. And Vancouver would be the eight seed. Edmonton, uh, Coyotes, and the, the Sharks um, all sitting there. So still plenty of season to go. Blues got a nice lead, uh, five-point lead right now in the Western Conference. In the Eastern Conference, Boston crushing it. 10 points over the Panthers of Florida and the Maple Leafs of Toronto. Um, moving along with the Capitals, also crushing it um, over the Islanders and the Phillies, or the Flyers, sorry, uh, Hurricanes and the Pens uh, would be the 7 and 8 wildcard teams going in. That is your sport report, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, all that other fun stuff. On to the news. So I kind of don't want to talk impeachment gate 20,000, whatever the hell, but it's kind of, that's all that's going on in the news. And it seems that they have lost this lost steam. Uh, we'll get into that shortly, but there was a London knife attacker, um, that was on the London bridge, um, yesterday or two days ago, uh, stabbed two people, killed them, um, saw interesting stuff like, Hey, you know, uh, the mayor of London said, Hey, you know, terrorism is just a part of living in a big city. Well, have you ever been to Tokyo? Fuckface. Um, so not quite much, not, not so much, but discombobulated news podcast is what's kind of go on here. But, um, quid pro quo has gotten kind of out of the news. Now it's bribery, impeachment, whatever the case is. And it's all based on a focus group. So, um, Schiff and Nadler and Pelosi and everybody are toying with the mechanisms of the United States government based on focus groups because they are basically the, the general consensus is, is that they are afraid that they can't beat Trump in 2020, which is kind of lining up that way. Uh, the front guy, Joe Biden, which I'll get into later, is basically a fucking can ass, and he's got his own uh, things to worry about, which is, you know, shitty as Trump's family is. His uh, son is even worse. Um, political observers noticed that Democrats have new messaging strategy. 
uh, in the impeachment inquiry um, accusing President Trump of bribery in dealings with Ukraine. The shift came after focus group battleground states and Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee showed that voters were less receptive to the term quid pro quo, uh, which means this for that, um, than charges of bribery. The latter, according to sources familiar with the focus group, is likelier to persuade swing voters. Um, it's probably not best to use Latin words. As the Post points out, uh, House Intelligence Committee member uh, Jim Hines, or Hems, was the first to announce Democrats' intentions to retire quid pro quo during an appearance at Meet the Press, where he said it's probably best not to use Latin words when describing the administration's negotiations with Ukrainian officials. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi subsequently began accusing Trump of bribery uh, during press conferences on Thursday. So, uh, good for them, doing that whole fun thing. Um... Continuing on, whistleblower about the whistleblower. Um, another whistleblower comes forward against uh, a plans against Ukraine whistleblower for soliciting illicit donations. Um, second intelligence community whistleblower has formally alleged that the now infamous initial intelligence community uh, whistleblower Eric Karamia, Karamia, uh, you can't make these names up. Chalupa Karamia, Mama Mia, uh, may have violated federal law, specifically according to the second whistleblower. The complaint filed with the Intelligence Community Inspector General may have violated federal law by indirectly soliciting more than a quarter million dollars from anonymous sources during a GoFundMe page. The second whistleblower complaint alleges that the indirect solicitations through a GoFundMe constitute gifts in violation of regulatory and statutory law, which is kind of the same thing that happened with uh, Blazing Ford. She got over a million dollars for her testimony against Kavanaugh. Um, Fox News has uploaded the full complaint, which provided courtesy of the second whistleblower's law firm. Uh, law firm has not revealed the identity of the new whistleblower. Um, yeah, so, yay. So the whistleblower is blowing the whistleblower and blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah. Um, like I said, discombobulated podcast. You know what? I'll just go with this. Uh, speaking of the IG report, hasn't come out yet. Um, I'd like to... That's like I said, I've said in previous podcasts, I'd love to read that thing uh, while we're going out and having a good time. But here's a nice little three-minute three, three minute clip from CNN um, talking about uh, literally um, some dude from the FBI editing documents so that a FISA warrant can be issued to spy against the Trump campaign or pursue the Trump campaign. Now, if you're listening or what I've read so far, the IG complaint's not going to be as uh, detrimental. It's, like, it's just going to be just like the Mueller report. It's not going to make anybody happy uh, when they read it, and everybody's going to be able to cherry-pick and choose what they want to see from the thing. But I'd love to see that IG report and read it, which is probably going to be pretty crazy or insane. But here's a three-minute clip from CNN. We've got some breaking news uh, that we're following right now. Our senior justice correspondent Evan Perez is learning new information about the origins of the Russia probe and what uh, there's somebody uh, under investigation right now? That's right, Wolf. This is an investigation that began uh, and was found as part of the, uh, the probe that's being done by uh, Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General for the, for the Justice Department. And what he found was that there was a, a, an, empl an employee at the FBI who altered a document that was used in the preparation for one of the FISA warrants, one of the warrants, uh, surveillance warrants, that was uh, done against Carter Page, who was the Trump campaign aide. Um, this document, whatever changes were made, uh, was substantive enough to change the meaning of the document. We don't know a lot more about it. We don't know, for instance, whether without this change the FISA would have been approved or, or not, but it, it is a substantive change that was made to this document. 
And Michael Horowitz confronted uh, this uh, FBI employee during one of the interviews that was done uh, as part of this review. And that person admitted to making that change. So now this is part of a criminal investigation that's being done by John Durham, who is the prosecutor in Connecticut, who was appointed by Bill Barr, the attorney general, to do a, a wide-ranging review of everything that was used, all the intelligence that was gathered to begin what became the Mueller investigation. So uh, again, this is an altered document. There's a lot we don't know about this employee and what the motivations were, but it, but it is a big deal, obviously, for you to make a, a, a change to a document, to alter it in any way, and that's why it's So FBI agents under investigation, it's clearly this is gonna reverberate and provide ammunition to the president and his allies that this whole Russia investigation w was criminally wrong. Uh, exactly, I mean, look, this is exactly what uh, people close to the president have been saying, that uh, the FBI committed wrongdoing in starting this investigation. And so uh, the question now, of, obviously, is is what are the details are, are going to be part of the, the Horowitz report that's going to be released on December 9th, and, and how much political hay the, the president's allies are going to make about it? Well, let me this. bring Preet Bharara, the uh, former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. What's your reaction, Preet? Well, that's kind of an alarming uh, bit of news. Uh, obviously, based on what Evan is saying, there's a lot we don't know. But, but given the description he has provided, if there was an FBI agent sworn to uphold the Constitution who uh, can be proven to have altered a document in connection with a legal proceeding, including the obtaining of a FISA warrant, that, that's really serious. It doesn't get a lot more serious than that. Um, I'd like to know the details of, of what the nature of the change was, if there's a mistake in some way. Um, you know, based on that reporting, it doesn't sound like it was. I want to keep an open mind about it. But, but that's not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. You know, we, law enforcement agents and prosecutors who work with them are sworn to uphold the Constitution, sure, but actually even exceed the protections in the Constitution. They have to be of the utmost integrity and the utmost candor. And when, especially you're making a, represent, a representation of the court, which is what an, a FISA application is, uh, it's got to be on the up and up. And I know there's been a lot of you know, political fighting about whether or not th there was proper candor and there was this back and forth with the House, uh, it, it, within the House Intelligence Committee, when the positions were reversed between Devin Nunes and uh, Adam Schiff, and that looked like a lot of politics. This particular thing that Evan Perez has just broken the story on uh, does sound serious to me. So, yeah, interesting. And then I'll just punt it right over to, uh, well, we'll just, we'll read this one first. Um, Ukrainian gas firm pressured Obama admin to end corruption investigation linked to the Bidens. So Hunter Biden, the son apparently got some chick in Arkansas pregnant, and uh, he denied paternity. Paternity came out that he was actually the father, so now she's going after child support, which is going to open up his financial records to the courts, and he's trying to fight that, uh, which it would obviously be bad uh, for Mr. Biden. But uh, newly released memos reveal that Burisma Holdings, the Ukrainian natural gas firm that employed Hunter Biden as a board member, contacted the Obama State Department on multiple occasions during the 2016 presidential election seeking to put in an investigation of the gas firm's corruption. Uh, Tuesday radio program, um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, Burisma representatives pressured Obama administration officials to end investigation, specifically naming Hunter Biden as a reason the State Department should get involved. The correspondence from February 2016 took place a month before then-Vice President Joe Biden threatened to withhold $1 billion in U.S. aid from Ukraine unless the country fired the prosecutor leading the Burisma investigation. The memos revealed that then-Secretary of State um, Christopher Hines, or Secretary of State John Kerry, uh, Christopher Hines, who was partners with Hunter Biden, and another Burisma board, Devin Ocher, as a phone was known as Rodemont Seneca, severed ties with former colleagues 
due to their participation in Burisma healing hearings. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Here's Joe Biden talking about uh, basically this. If he's elected president, wouldn't we be able to start this whole thing over again and actually impeach the president for doing a quid pro quo or bribery or whatever extortion, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, for Ukraine? Because here's Joe Biden, clear as nails, admitting to what everybody's accusing Trump of doing. I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Got fired. Yeah, do what you want with that. Um, so let's just go into some random stories. A journalist who exposed uh, Planned Parenthood's baby body parts trade was found guilty. I've also noticed um, it just depends on what court you go to and how you're going to get hamstrung. You go to a court in Texas, they're going to be a lot more conservative than a court in Colorado is going to be. A lot of the, uh, when I listen to those Supreme Court cases, you'll hear shit from the Ninth Circuit come up just about complete stupidity. And uh, same thing from Texas, you could say. Um, they're very, uh, very right. The Ninth Circuit is very left. So this dude is probably in a conservative, or sorry, a liberal uh, jurisdiction when it comes to this. Uh, the jury in the baby body parts trial of activist and journalist David uh, Delidian has discovered a blow to undercover, or delivered a blow to undercover journalism, declaring secret filming is now illegal and can leave journalists open to massive damages. I don't agree with that. Uh, Planned Parenthood was awarded $2 million for the filming after alleged activist journalist uh, D.D. secretly recorded executives negotiating to sell baby body parts. Uh, Peter Breen, a lawyer for Mr. DeLeadon, said the judge is a direct threat to undercover journalism in, Cal yeah, in California and across the country. So the judge is in California. Duh. Makes total sense. Undercover, undercover journalism now comes with a $2 million price tag. Mr. Breen blamed Judge William Ork's decision directions to the jury for the verdict. Uh, the judge should have told them that Mr. DeLeadon's filming was protected by the First Amendment. I would agree with that. Instead, he told them the First Amendment is no defense which is outrageous and not the law. When you have a series of unfair rulings, you can't expect a fair verdict. Judge Oreck told the jury in advance of their verdict that he has decided to find Deledian guilty of trespass during his undercurrent of journalism. Deledian, uh, I'm, I'm butchering that name, uh, previously lost an attempt to have Judge Oreck removed from the case, alleging it was biased against the defendants. Totally probably agree with that. Um, Planned Parenthood sued Deledian and his colleagues after they released secretly recorded Videos of Planned Parenthood executives haggling over the sale and price of baby body parts from abortions in their facilities. Planned Parenthood made a series of claims stating they had caused damages because of their invasion of privacy with the undercover filming, fraud because they set up a false buying company, and a RICO conspiracy because the number of people worked together in the project. RICO charges are more normally associated with criminal mafia cases. The jury found for Planned Parenthood and all their claims. Uh, D. Ladian and his colleagues, Sandra Merritt, uh, Albin Romberg, Adrian Lopez and Troy Newman denied the charges. Uh, Planned Parenthood originally sought $20 million in damages against uh, Deledian 
and his colleagues deleted and recorded Planned Parenthood executives stating they changed abortion techniques to ensure better and more profitable body parts were retrieved for sale. Uh, his attorneys argue that recordings took place in public places, such as restaurants and hotels, where participants have no reasonable expectation of privacy. Planned Parenthood did not sue Deladian for defamation or slander, and the organization's lawyers did not state the videos were inaccurate or exaggerated. They insisted, they instead claimed that they were filmed as a result for trespassing and other illegal methods. The organization is also claiming Deladian and his colleagues are guilty for fraud for setting up a fake company and identifications to open business conversations with Planned Parenthood execs. The defendants argued that they were involved in journalism and revealing criminal activity. Um... Yeah, so that judge is a piece of shit. Um, continuing on, um, ABC News insider who exposed buried Epstein story speaks out. Um, going back to the Amy Robach, like it's she was most upset about not getting the story as opposed to covering it up. ABC News, ABC News insider who obtained the tape of the ABC anchor Amy Robach's distress over the spiking of her. Uh, Epstein's story came forward after CBS reportedly fired a staffer who had access to the tape. The insider, who remains anonymous, wrote paragraphs addressed to my fellow man, the ABC News employees, blah, 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 blah. The request of the insider, the open letter was published by Veritas, which had obtained footage of Robach from the insider. Uh, the insider asserted that there were no motives other than to make the information public, neither the insider nor whatever. Um, I think I, I might re be rereading this story, so like I said, Discombobulated. Speaking of Epstein, um, complete list of Clinton associates who have allegedly died mysteriously or committed suicide before testimony, including Epstein. Um, here we go. This should be fun. Uh, James Medugal, uh, convicted Whitewater partner, died of a parent heart attack while in solitary confinement. Okay. Key witness in Ken Starr's investigation. Uh, Mary Mahoney, former White House intern, was murdered in July 1987 in a Starbucks coffee shop in Georgetown. The murder happened just after she was to go to public with her story about sexual harassment in the White House. Vince Foster, former White House counselor and colleague of Hillary Clinton at uh, Little Rock Rose Law Firm, died of a gunshot wound to the head, ruled <laughs> a suicide. Uh, Ron Brown, Secretary of Commerce. Oh, that's not that's not the worst one on this list. Um, Ron Brown, Secretary of Commerce and former DNC chairman, reported to have died by impact in a plane crash. Pathologist close to the investigation reported that there was a hole in the top of Brown's skull, resembling a gunshot wound at the time of the death. Brown was being investigated and publicly spoke in his willingness to cut a deal with prosecutors. The rest of the people on the plane also died a few days later. Air traffic controller committed suicide. Um, Victor Razor, a major player in the Clinton fundraising organization, died in a private plane crash in 1992. Yeah. Paul Tully, a Democratic National Committee political director, found dead in a hotel room in Little Rock, uh, September 1992, described by Clinton as a dear friend and trusted advisor. Ed Willey, Clinton fundraiser, found dead. November 1993, deep in the woods in Virginia, the gunshot wound to the head, ruled a suicide. Ed Willey died on the same day his wife, Catherine Willey, claimed Bill Clinton groped her in the Oval Office in the White House. Ed Willey was involved in several Clinton fundraising projects, or events. Jerry Parks, head of the Clinton gubernatorial security team in Little Rock, gunned down his car at a deserted intersection outside of Little Rock's park. Son said his father was building a dossier on Clinton. He allegedly threatened to reveal the information. After he died, the files were mysteriously moved from his house. James Brunch died from a gunshot suicide, reported that he had a black book. Now, people who uh, contained names of influential people who visited prostitutes in Texas and Arkansas. James Wilson, found dead in 1993 in May from an apparent hanging suicide, reported to have ties to Whitewater. 
Kathy Ferguson, ex-wife of Arkansas Trooper Danny Ferguson, who was found dead in May 1994 in a living room with a gunshot uh, to her head. It was ruled a suicide even though there were several packed suitcases as she were going somewhere. Danny Ferguson was a co-defendant along with Bill Clinton, the Paula Jones lawsuit. Kathy Ferguson was a possible corroborating witness for Paula Jones. Bill Shelton, Arkansas State Trooper and fiancé of Kathy Ferguson, critical of the suicide ruling of his fiancé, was found dead in June 1994 of a gunshot wound, also ruled suicide at the gravesite of his fiancé. Uh, attorney for Clinton's friend Dan Lassiter died by jumping out of a window in a tall building in 1994. His client was convicted of drug drug distributor. Florence Martin, accountant of subcontractor for the CIA, was related to the Barry Seal uh, Mina, Arkansas Airport. Drug smuggling case, died of three gunshot wounds. Um... Susan Coleman reportedly had an affair with Clinton when he was Arkansas Attorney General, died of a gunshot wound to the back of the head, ruled a suicide, was pregnant at the time of her death. That's the worst one um, that I think I remember. We'll see. Continuing on. Number 16, Paula Grober, Clinton's speech interpreter for the death of 1987 until her death in December 1992, died in a one-car accident. Okay. Uh, Danny Cassandro, investigative reporter investigating Mina Airport and the Arkansas Development Fiance, or Finance Authority. Uh, slid his arrest, apparently in the middle of investigation. Paul Wilcher, attorney investigating corruption at Mina Airport with Casalaro in the 1980 October surprise, was found dead at a toilet 19 or June 22, 1993, in his D.C. apartment, had delivered a report to Janet Reno three weeks before his death. Uh, Parnell Walker, John Parnell Walker, Whitewater investigator for Resolution Trust Corps, Jumped to his death from his Arlington, Virginia apartment balcony on August 15th, 1993. Investigating Morgan Guarantee scandal. Don't even know what that is. Barbara Weiss, Commerce Department staffer, worked closely with Ron Brown and Juan Huang. Cause of death unknown, died uh, 1996. Her bruised naked body was found locked in her office at the Department of Commerce. Uh, Assistant Secretary of Commerce, who gave John Huang special security clearance, died in a small plane crash. Stanley Hurd. Um, chairman of the National Chiropractic Health Care Advisory Committee died with his attorney, Steve Dickinson, in a small plane crash. Dr. Hurd, in addition to serving Clinton's advisory council, potentially treated uh, Clinton's mother, stepmother, and brother. Barry Seal, um, drug-running TBA pilot out of Mena, Arkansas. Death was no accident. I don't know how you say that. Uh, mechanic found in a check made out to Bill Clinton in the trunk of his left. His repair shop was found dead after his car had hit a utility pole. Uh, investigating Madison guarantee his death. Uh, was reported suicide, and his report was never released for Stanley Huggins. Herschel Friday, attorney and Clinton fundraiser, died March 1st, 1944, when his plane exploded. Kevin Ives and Don Henry, known as the Boys on Track case, reports say the boys may have stumbled upon the Mena, Arkansas Airport drug operation. A uh, controversial case, initial report of death said, due to the falling asleep of the railroad tracks, later reports claim the two boys had been slain before being placed on the tracks. Many linked the case to uh, died before their testimony could have come before a grand jury. The Mina Airport stuff is the uh, uh, drug runners from Columbia. There's a Tom Cruise movie on it. Um, but apparently everybody had to go um, whatever. Following persons had information on the Ives-Henry case. Keith Coney died with a motorcycle slam in the back of a truck. Keith Maskey died, stabbed 113 times. Gregory Collins died from gunshot wound. Jeff Rhodes shot, mutilated, and found burned in a trash dump. Uh, Milan James found decapitated. Coroner rules death due to natural causes. Uh, Winters, a suspect in the Ines death, was also set up robbery. Uh, Clinton bodyguards are dead. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve bodyguards have died. Uh, and then Seth Rich, 
uh, DNC staffer murdered and robbed uh, on July 10th. So definitely a kooky left-wing website or whatever. <laughs> Throwing those out there. Just thought I'd do it. All right, a couple more stories, and then uh, we'll get back to it. Discombobulated podcast. Um, don't panic over Islamic State returnees, arrival, Germany says. A family of seven is German Islamists arrived in Berlin on Thursday after the Turkish Interior Ministry announced earlier this week that they had started deportations of captured Islamic State supporters. There are no German arrest warrants for the family of German Iraqi uh, Kanan B, meaning they'll be free to return to their homes in the central German state of Lower Saxony, though under police observation. According to Turkish authorities, uh, Kanan B tried to travel to Syria with his family about a year ago, but it's not known if he arrived. The family, consisting of two parents, two adults, two children, plus three minors, had been in custody by Turkish city of Izmir since March. German authorities say they don't believe um, Kanan B's family ever joined the Islamic State, but he was part of the Salafist spectrum, which means the family members are thought to observe particularly conservative interpretation of Islam. Um, no need for panic. Armin Schuster, an interior police spokesman for Angela Merkel's and speaking of Merkel apparently she had a speech in the last couple of days basically denouncing freedom of speech like the most extreme forms of speech can't be protected uh, or else the society can't be free thanks Angela um, instead insisted on the German attorneys were not serious cases and warned against media-fueled hysteria they did not take part in the fighting he told the Deutschland Funk radio station. They won't be sent to prison, but they have to be kept under surveillance. He added that the cases will be thoroughly assessed and that such procedures were routine for German security forces. Schuster rejected reports that the Turkish announcement caught German authorities off guard and surprise that Ankara did not provide adequate notice ahead of um, whatever. And there's, you know, this is kind of par for the course. More problematic deportations coming. And last but not least, Trump's economy is really experiencing middle class boom. Um, Depending on who you ask, five thousand dollar rise in middle class incomes is especially impressive, given that incomes only rose by twelve hundred dollars in the seven years under Obama. Um, if the median, blah 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 blah, yay. So I'm not even gonna get that little argument. Uh, spent a shit ton of money uh, for Christmas, bought a, bought gifts for the kids, bought electronics. Uh, wife got a coffee maker machine, and then bought uh, another gift for her. Um, so yeah, too much money spent. Who knows? And the flu sucks, so as you can tell, going through. So, um, podcast discombobulated is what it is, but so be it. Listening to Supreme Court cases, listening to some Joe Rogan, um, trying to get the house. Well, the wife's doing a great job of getting the house all set up for Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Mariah Carey, watch Die Hard. Have fun with that. Uh, have a great weekend, and I will see you next week if my voice doesn't die. Bye. Lord, it's the same old tune.
Okay. 